Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. Last week, we had a special guest on our cast. Aubrey Kincaid has been a friend, colleague, and over overall supporter of Scott Siri for a number of years. And despite our very opposite personalities, we still hang out and do things together. It's Kind of one of those classic uh, how do introverts make friends? An extrovert finds them, likes them, and adopts them type situation. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, finish this one out and then just scroll on back and find it. Aubrey gives us some really good information on how to find your niche in life. Uh, that interview with Aubrey, however, made me realize that some of my listeners are a bit foggy on what Left of Normal is. And so next week we're going to dip back into that so our new listeners can get caught up and old listeners can get a refresher and normies can better understand just how weird I actually am. Today, however, we are going to dip into the world of sports. If you've listened for a while, or if you want to touch up on what sportsing is all about, head back over to episode 26. As an adult, I use sportsing as a sportsing events as a, a way to flex and network and hang out with neat people. In fact, as I'm scripting this episode, I'm getting pretty excited because spring season of kickball starts tonight and I love kicking balls. This isn't really a cast about which sports, nor tales of sportsing, or really about how one time we were playing kickball and Adam Nesham kicked the ball so hard he popped it. That was pretty amazing though, it's kind of like uh, in baseball when the theory, you theoretically hit the ball so hard you hit the guts out of the ball. Anyway. This is actually more of a look into the left of normal mind and why some sports are better than other sports and why there's a saying about being on the spectrum. When you're talking about autism spectrum, Asperger's, or left of normal, we talk about a huge range of thinking patterns and personalities. This podcast is called Left of Normal because I find myself just to the left of normal on that spectrum. And there are those who are even farther left and some that are more to the right and all sorts of areas in between. So the saying says, when you've met one person on the autism spectrum, you've met one person on the autism spectrum. You know, it's kind of a play on if you've met one, you've met them all. Mm -hmm. In the last year, I have read dozens of scientific studies, news articles, and various anecdotal stories on various blog sites about what the left, what left of normal is all about. Well, they're what kind of what Asperger's and autism is all about, because nobody else calls it left of normal. Not, nobody that I know of anyway. And during those readings, I'm avoiding calling what I do research because it's not actually research, it's reading and learning. During those readings, some of the studies and stories talk about how left of normal people are generally 
considered to be uncoordinated, clumsy, or just overall not good at sports. Which kind of made me do one of those things with the raised eyebrow and audibly say, huh? To my computer screen. Because as long as I have known myself, and I've known myself for a number of years now, I have been into athletic things. But over the years, I have discovered what sports and athletics I am drawn to, or repulsed by, and only in the last couple of years did I finally understand why. Uh, for the sake of clarity here, athleticism is considered just physical fitness and being able to do various athletic type things, not necessarily being a sport, sportsing star. So, because us left of normals are not really good at reading people, and because social interaction as a whole is often work instead of fun, the left of normal folks can tend to be pushed away from the team sports. Growing up, however, those are the sports that are most likely thrust upon us. I grew up with three brothers, and as a child I played baseball, soccer, basketball, street hockey with some friends, and maybe the occasional football game in the backyard. And never on an official football team because my family, for some reason, had a strong aversion to football. My dad always claimed it wasn't a real sport. And I maybe played a little tennis and some golf too, but those were more frustrating, irritating, and never really got into them. I mentioned that I have three brothers because the two older brothers were into various sports, and so I was just kind of following right along into those same sports without much of a say in what I wanted to actually do. Now, in every sport that I played, I played as a kid when sportsing was for the fun of it. And then somewhere around middle school, things started to get competitive. If you were on a team and you weren't kicking ass, you weren't really an asset. Teammates knew this, the coaches knew this, and ultimately I started sitting on the bench more than I played. And I never really knew why I would be benched, especially because there were a lot of worse players that were put on the field and I was left off. I wasn't the best, but I was far from the worst on the team. And now when I look back, I realize it was probably because I really wasn't a good team player. I didn't have those social interaction skills that were required to play the sport well. I could play and have fun, but to actually interact and do the sport so we won. I could kick it hard and I could throw far, but that interaction part there is kind of important. Anyway, so I quit. Uh, sports weren't fun anymore. And after being cut during tryouts for soccer teams in high school, I started to explore different and less competitive and definitely not team sports. And that's when I discovered things like disc golf and skiing and rock climbing, and as well as a, a handful of other fun and adventurous outdoorsy type things. Many years later, as in like the last few years, I finally realized why I was drawn to those sports and not to the team stuff. 
when you do individual sports, and even when they're competitive individual sports, like disc golf and ski racing or climbing competitions, you are only responsible for yourself. If I worked really hard and I did really well, I win the prize. In a team sport, I can work really hard and do really well, and if the rest of the team just sucks, none of us win the prize. So there was very, on these team sports, there's very little correlation between my effort and the team winning. And besides that, these individual sports didn't rely on others to do them, uh, with the exception of rock climbing should have a belayer along with you. But even that can be done alone if you set things up properly or if you're brave enough. What that means is with team sports, practice was usually available when everyone practiced. There were some fundamentals you can do on your own, but mostly you had to get together to improve skills. When you're playing on your own, you can improve whenever you want. And so as I left of normal, who really doesn't want to hold people back nor be held back, and as I left of normal, who would really rather not sit in a dugout with a bunch of other boys and generally found more fun and joy poking at the ants crawling on the ground than playing some of those sports, I was transitioning to something individual-oriented. Now, the thing was, growing up, though, I always wanted to do those other sports that weren't team-oriented. I didn't know why at the time, but I was interested in gymnastics and karate and things like that. And things that I never had the opportunity to do because, as one of four boys, it was much easier to dump me off at the ball field and then run my other brothers to do their things and then come back around and pick me up after practice. That's my take on it anyway. I don't know exactly the reasons because... This was in the 80s and 90s, and autism was wildly misunderstood at the time. Okay, so I feel like this uh, this whole episode has a, become a bit discombobulated. I try to work that word in as much as I can. So anyway, let me see if I can summarize things succinctly. Those on the spectrum are generally uncoordinated, clumsy, and overall not good athletes or good at sports. I missed that memo, and I know at least one person in the Left of Normal Facebook group is in the same camp as I am, because I feel that I'm very coordinated and quite athletic. But I was always kind of mediocre at sports, and I could never really excel and progress to the next level in team situations. It's something that I was generally told it was because I didn't practice hard enough or I didn't put in enough effort. And that was likely some of it, but my personality wasn't structured in a way that working fundamentals on my own would bring me any joy, and then I could only practice when the team was practicing. So around about middle school years, I tapered out of the team sports and I started finding my joy in individual sports. Those individual sports were more along the lines of the only person I have to be better than is how I was performing yesterday. And as long as I kept getting better at what I used to be, then I was winning. And during my high school years, I poured myself into things like downhill skiing. Steeper and faster was basically my motto, and eventually 
by the time I was 13 or 14, there wasn't a run on Red Ledge Mountain that I couldn't ski. Toward the end of my high school years, I started rock climbing, and I very quickly advanced in that. Uh, my freshman year of college, I ended up taking third place in a local climbing competition. Because even though I was competing, I wasn't really trying to be better than anyone other than better than what I thought I could do. And so now, anymore as an adult, it's all about getting into the mountains and pushing the limits. I don't really ski anymore, but that's mostly because it got hella expensive. But I'm still up for scaling cliffs and intense backpacking trips, exploring underground caverns, and overall just kind of seeing how much my body can handle without doing any damage to it. If you're a parent and you have a left of normal child, pay close attention if they're in sports. Look and see if they're finding joy in the team sports, in the individual sports, or just overall exploring the world. And if they're like most left of normals that have the athletic ability, you'll probably start to see the joy of team sports wane and fade somewhere around 10 years old. It's when teammates are no longer as accepting, when coaches are more focused on winning, and when playing to win pushes out playing for fun. At that point, consider a transition to more individualized sports where your younger left of normal child can still flex their skills, but they only have to impress themselves. You've had a peek into the world where everything left is right, and if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community. Remember that the athletic left of normal may not look like he or she is paying attention, but they're silently analyzing the game to determine which social role they're supposed to be playing while they're still sportsing. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.